All right, Mr. Ruthann, we are back on the air. Hello. Hello. So I wanted to share something with you today. I, I, I did a selfie with a lady. Hmm. <laughs> the mic, please. So <laughs> no, it was really funny. Well. Now, you know, like Florida's groundbreaking for like no masks and all this other stuff and getting people back to work. Like our governor's really been pushing. He's very proactive. He, he's been really pushing, you know, harder than most. But so I was in this store today, was picking up a few hams. For the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just talking to this lady and I realized, wait a second, you don't have a mask on and she's the cashier. I'm like, wow. I mean, it's really starting to thin out. I think yeah. you just told me that Universal um, is li- lifting their mask ban, right? Or they're... For outside, yeah. Yeah, if you're outside, which 99% of Universal is outside. How mm-hmm. ridiculous. But anyways... Well, if you're in line and you're inside mm-hmm. and you're... Um, waiting to get on the ride, I guess that's when they, or when you're on the ride, that's when they're going to make you wear them. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, to me, and, and I'm hoping Disney does it because I'd like to get my season passes back once they start doing them again. Yeah. Once they allow them. Yeah. Not a big deal to me, but anyways, so I'm standing there and I'm like, Hey, I, I need to get a picture of you. She's like, why? I'm like, cause you're the first cashier I've seen in a year with no mask on because I guess DeSantos signed that bill saying nobody can make you wear a mask right. in, in our state. Mm-hmm. And you got a kind of a cute story. You went into Panera Bread. I, I don't care. Panera Bread the other day. I am so angry at that Panera Bread. And and like it's like the only place around here except for a hospital that like they have a conniption, I guess, if you don't have a mask on, which you can tell in a second, which I think is funny, though. They came out and they told you and your friend and our our daughter and, and her daughter, you got to put a mask on, right? right. And, and you're standing in line, but yet you're allowed to go sit at your table and then take your mask off and cough all over people, mm-hmm. right? Is that right? right? Yeah. I mean, and just the most ridiculous crap. But anyways, I think you should report them to DeSantos. I mean, if, if this is a true rule, what did they tell you? Well, it was the Panera Bread in Spring Hill. And I was, we walked in and we're standing and there was no one in front of us. So there was no line, but we were looking at the menu mm-hmm. and the girls were deciding what they wanted to eat. And on a side note, there's a fire that started outside the building and we so kept telling them there's a fire, there's a fire. And okay. So while you're being told you have to wear a mask, ironically, some weird happened. Uh, f- yeah. A there's fire. like, there's like weird stuff going on. Just the whole time that he, sh- there's a fire outside. Yeah, okay. A fire starts outside in the mulch and he's more concerned with your mask. Yeah. He's more concerned with my mask. It took him three times to out in the fire that started and it wasn't really big, but it was smoking a lot cause it was in the mulch and the plant, but it was like, was there flames? Uh, at one point, yeah, there was flames when it first started. And <laughs> weird. So it's like he go, they, they, they go, do you have a mask? I go, um, not sure if I do. And they go, okay, can you put one on when you, you know, we, we need you to put one on. And I look at them. First of all, I'm standing about 20 feet away from them, not even near the counter yet. Right. There's nobody behind me, right, just right. the four of us. And I go, okay, so I have to wear a mask. And in the meantime, I'm keep telling them, you've got a fire outside the door. And the manager, after he out in the fire and ran back in to tell me, I have to put my mask on when, when I, if, if I'm in the building, he goes, you need to put your mask on. I said, well, I could tell you that our government told me I do not. A governor. Well, he's still a government, is he not? Yeah, but the, our government he's wouldn't the, be in agreement with the Santos, the but governor. But he's still 
our government. No, he's our governor. Okay. The Is gover- he part of the government? Yes. Okay. He's part. He's our government. Our government. Okay. I'm not going to win with you. No, you won't. Not on this one. So I said to them, but if our government says I don't have to, and you're saying that I do, you're now telling me that you're above him in the law. And they go, we're privately owned and our, our, our owners tell us that we have to make you do it. I said, so your owners are now telling me that I have to wear a mask and invade my, 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 my rights because they feel as though they're above our government. And he goes, if you don't like it, then you can just go and eat somewhere else. And I look at our daughter and I'm like, can we leave? And she so badly wanted the tomato soup in a bread bowl. I didn't want to break her heart. So I stayed and I was so irritated over it because they made me put my mask on just to sit down to eat. Yeah, we're and I even looked at them. I said, I'm not even six feet near her while I'm putting my order in because the counter's and, wide. And, and like and the whole restaurant's got people sitting there with their masks off eating. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's, it's yeah too, exactly. It, it's just too funny. I mean, look, I get it if, if there was a bad virus going around and people are getting sick, right? I mean, it's really down to hardly any at all right now. I was just mm-hmm. looking at the COVID map, actually. But when you've got a, you got a restaurant full of people sitting there eating, mm-hmm. watching this go on, none of them have masks on, yet they're telling you, you got to put a mask. How ridiculous is that? It was Na- super 90% ridiculous. of everybody in here doesn't have a mask, but in order for me to place an order, I've got to put a mask on. Mm-hmm. The most ridiculous thing, you've seen that video they put out it, where if a guy sneezes in Walmart, how far the, mm-hmm. the, the bacteria travels, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It literally goes across, well, I think it goes at least 10 10 or 20 feet, it goes a bunch of aisles over. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't stop. And then it gets on people and then they transport it. And it's just, we're, we're all walking uh, connected to each other by mm-hmm. cough, by breath, by everything. Exactly. But people are just so odd. And I don't think that they're afraid of it. I think at Panera Bread, I believe that they're just more afraid that someone's going to go, you know, some, some, some uh, liberal's going to come in and start crying about, you know, uh, how... Uh, somebody don't have their mask on, but it, I just think it's. I think re- they're the liberal. I just think it's redundant when you have ninety percent of the people in the building with no mask on, but yet the guy standing up has to put the mask on. It's it's almost like up oh, didn't say Simon says. It was Simon it was, says it was Simon so, says put a mask on. It was so ridiculous. We were so angry, and my friend Danielle is she's so funny. She goes, "We're sitting down and we're still both complaining about the fact that we had to do this because she's an RN." at our one of us our major hospitals in this area and she said it was never a big hype like they okay let's get one okay so she goes she goes Ruthian if he was a good firefighter he would not be working at Panera Bread so needless to say and we're not putting down people that work no I'm not putting but he the way he argued with me is like uh I'm not gonna put Panera Bread down people Panera bread people down no, because I, somebody's got to be able to pop the soup in a microwave and push 30 seconds hey, okay somebody's got to do the job they make a darn good salad okay. you know that all right hey trucking 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 all right let's move uh, on to tru- yeah burp, burp. so hey how about before we go to trucking let's say hello to one of our sponsors how about jj keller jj keller jj keller's awesome i think so they really are they're like they're like the unseen 
people sitting in the background taking care of owner operators and and small fleets and big fleets even they take care of many people they keep mm-hmm. their paperwork compliant size doesn't matter very very I, I hate to use the word cheap but they're very very low cost to use it's so worth it they keep you in line and then when you get audited guess what jj keller has all your stuff in order for you it's almost like having a, a uh, like if you're a small fleet Having a staff or a secretary in your back pocket with J.J. Keller, mm-hmm. you know? I agree. What's their number, Ethan? 888-601-2017. Also, J.J. Keller, if you're wanting to become a owner-operator or, or, and you're unsure of all the paperwork, because there's a lot of paperwork involved. I met owner-operators that didn't know half the uh, paperwork they should have had filed. They will make sure all that paperwork's filed for you. Ruthann, trucking. 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 Okay, I like that. Maybe we should make that a thing. Where we sing the word trucking. Trucking. Hey, that was a good, you held the note right there. Oh. Okay. Do re mi fa. Yeah. Ruth Ann's a good singer. No. Okay, so check <laughs> it. So, so I just thought, I, I was reading this story. It's kind of a, a pun, little kickoff. It says, trucker faces DUI charges after crashing a load of liquor. <laughs> I know, how ironic. He's drunk and he's got a whole load of liquor. I wonder where he got the liquor. Sounds like a cartoon. It's funny. It says <laughs> it says a truck driver who crashed his load of liquor into the back of another semi now faces multiple charges, including a DUI. According to the North Dakota Highway Patrol, the crash occurred on I-29 in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Authorities were called to the scene at 10.50 a.m. on May 13th. According to the NDHP, truck driver Brian Foose of Mobiti, Texas, ran his trailer hauling alcohol into the back of another semi that had just gotten onto the interstate. The truck that was struck had stopped on the shoulder. So here this guy is, man. He's cranking it up. He's drunk. And guess where he goes? Off the shoulder and whacks somebody, right? I mean, you know what, to be honest with you? And and unfortunate that it has to happen in an accident sometimes. But if it gets a guy off the road and nobody gets hurt... Because the drunk never gets hurt. You you know that old saying, the drunk is never hurt in an accident. No. I mean, every now and then, maybe the drunk gets hurt or killed. But most he, of the time, he's so limber, he's so relaxed. Right. That's exactly, you know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. need he doesn't. He can't fight anything. He just, <laughs> exactly. He, around. He says, oh, wait, what happened? Oh, hey, what happened, man? Where'd my truck go? Oh, it already is there in the bushes. You do a really bad drunk. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> Who was just that saying. mouse on Speedy Gonzalez? Remember, he used to get drunk. Hey, Speedy Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Who was that? I don't remember. Anyways, so uh, pardon the pun, but a guy hauling liquor got a DUI, got a wreck, and now he's off the road. And good for you, Brian. If you are guilty, um, you deserve not to be driving. Ruthann, I'll be honest with you. It really ticks me off when I hear about any professional truck driver that gets a DUI or he's high driving, any of that stuff. Like right. you're driving. First off, Guys, if you guys are out there listening, especially you new guys, guys that are getting your your CDL, please take it serious. This is an industry where you got two different kinds of drivers. You got ones that shit on the industry and you got ones that are respected that really love trucking. Please come into the industry with your brain out and thinking and try to be respectful in the industry. Don't take chances. Honestly, don't do stupid things. Don't get into road rage and don't drink and don't drink. How, how sad is that, Ruthann? When we got to put on a podcast, please don't drink and drive your semi truck. It's it's very sad, very very sad. I mean, to me, if you think about it, a truck driver is is the equivalent of a doctor. 
What about those little kids that reach up and they do the fist pump, you know, right? right? I mean, just imagine if little Johnny on the side of the road was told, you know, that guy's pretty drunk going down the road, little Johnny. He'd probably never do the fist pump again. He would be, uh, I mean, you're ruined John, little Johnny's life. Especially if little Johnny lost his mommy to a drunk driver. Yeah. I mean, look, there's so many bad things that can be result in this. I mean, this was a bad ending. You know, he gets into an accident, you know, uh, messes up another guy's rig and probably his income for the week or whatever. I don't know what, what, if hopefully that guy wasn't injured because you can get whiplash getting hit from the rear, even even 70 feet ahead where your, your tractor is located. Well, it doesn't say how the um, how the load went. I mean, it doesn't say if it was demolished or spilt or destroyed or anything like that. It didn't say if they lost a whole load of liquor. Yeah, just honestly, please, guys out there. And look, some of you guys may legally, I mean, there's beer at the truck stops. If you know you had too much, don't, don't turn that key over. But still, honestly, I mean, they have beer at the truck stop, but if you really think about it, a lot of the companies, you can't have that. You have Company to. Company policy, you can't right. have any alcohol in your truck. So you have to sit outside to drink it to go back in your truck or something. I don't know. I don't know what you'd be able to do to get away with, you, you know. You know, but one of the things that a lot of drunks don't realize is everybody can smell it. I can <laughs> smell you. Yeah. Like, and when you know when someone's been drinking, you, like how many times have you come over to me, like when we're somewhere and you go, that guy's, that guy's got some booze on his breath, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. It's, it, you can, guys, no matter what you think, we can smell it. Yes. So if you get pulled into a way station or, a, or you get DOT'd and you're standing there, I promise you, those, those cops, they're cops at DOT officers. Most of them are cops. They're trained to pick up on stuff. Right. A little slurring, a little, a little smell of alcohol. And, and not only that, but in today's technology world, a lot of tractors have front-facing cameras. So you could be sitting there, honestly, just having one beer, and then you might be sleeping there for the night. But the people on the camera don't know that. L- listen, honestly... When I was, like, young kid, 18, 19, I had a few beers and got into a car and drove, okay? I'm not saying that I'm perfect. But what I am saying is I remember driving that one night, and I'm sitting there going, all right, do I look, do I look like I had anything in me? You're questioning yourself the entire time. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is people outside the vehicle that are driving beside you, they can see it. When you get in a tractor trailer, a tractor trailer that can wipe out many, many lives in one shot, okay? When you have the, honestly, the brains to to take your CDL and say, I think I'll take a chance tonight and drink and drive. Guys, I mean, that's a, that's a career-ending move. You know, and we've said this before, getting a DUI, after five years, most companies will hire you. Getting a DUI in a commercial vehicle, Nobody will ever hire. There isn't many insurance companies that will ever give you a shot if you had the audacity to drink and get in a commercial vehicle. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that's like the equivalent of a, a doctor. I was meaning surgeon. So you know, you don't you don't want to screw around that that way because you wouldn't want your surgeon that's about to perform an appendectomy on you having a few beers. Me, it's the same thing. I hear you. Should we move on? Moving on. How about a sponsor? Ray Logistics. Are we going to like sing to everybody now? La, 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 la. We're kind of like, well, we did have a glass of wine. Yes. No. Did we? Did we? Yes. I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> we're talking about a DUI where we were saying <laughs> we had wine. But we're in home. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're okay. we're podcasting under the influence. No, we're not. Actually, honestly, a, a glass of wine isn't going to make you drunk. Okay. So, Ray Logistics. Everybody's going, listen to these guys. They're talking about getting drunk, and there they are drinking wine. No, seriously, we were not drunk. We just had a little glass of wine after dinner drink. Um, Rich, what do you want to do? Ray Logistics? Ray. Ray Logistics. Now, Ray Logistics, if you're an owner-operator and you like pulling dry vans, Ray Logistics is the place. Seriously. I love Ray Logistics, and, and all they do is drive in. They can hire you from anywhere. Don't know what their home time is, but it sounds like a real hot company to haul for, and they have that bonus. Every $30,000 you make, you get what? $15,000 bonus. So every 30000 okay, I just made 30000 Get another fifteen. How about when you make another thirty? Get another fifteen. Mm-hmm. It's just And it's like, and it's, it really creates um, a, a longevity in a driver that, you know, if you're making those bonuses after bonuses plus a good paycheck to begin with, you're never going to want to leave these people. No. What's their number with them? Their number is 833-739-5647. Yes. Call Ray Logistics. 833-739-5647. You got something for us today, Ruthann? I do. I was looking over the new FMCSA regulations that they're starting to pull out. Okay. So for this year, due to inflation. Which is big. Ugh. They're going to start going and raising, well, they actually have already started raising the violation fees or fines. <laughs> so, so everything's going up. Yeah. They're getting on the bandwagon. So, hey, Snickers have gone up. Let's make their, their fines a little higher. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, don't you think with the with everything that's, everything's, listen to it. I can't even speak English right now. Everything that's going on with what the drivers are having to deal with they're now going to raise all their fines. Now, I mean, it's not cool to get a fine, but if you got one, you didn't want to have to have it raised. And some of it is going retroactive. So if it was supposed to start January 2021, they're now making it to where, because they didn't, because the FMS, FMCSA did not post the update. Some of the stuff wasn't going through properly. So now they're they're kind of, Adjustment. They're making adjustments for it to show it. Well, everybody else is making money. Why can't we? Right. We want to find you more. Hey, can I tell you something? All these goofballs that wanted $15 an hour minimum wage, let's make these people that work at Walmart rich. 15 bucks an hour Mm -hmm. because they deserve it. They deserve it. But what they didn't realize is everybody, listen, the rich guy, uh, this is just like... Money one-on-one. I'm going to explain it real quick. If you tell the rich guy he's got to pay out more, he's going to charge more every time. Mr. Walmart, Mr. Target, Mr. Gas People, Mr. Nike, Mr. Um, Look at Home Depot. Look at the price of of lumber. Unbelievable. Everything's doubling and tripling in price. Why? Because minimum wage is going through the roof and health insurance is going up. Everything is going up. It's like, well, all you do is raise one thing and everything else goes up. So in in the long run, the guy making 15 bucks an hour, he's no different than when he was making eight bucks an hour as, as a minimum wage. That's just the truth. You're not right. going to have any more. You're not going to, everything no. is going to cost you. And if you get a fine now, or even like Ruth Ann just read, you're going to get, you're going to pay more in a fine. Right. Just an example. If you get an out of service order for the operation of a CMV by the driver, it's gone from 1928 to 1951 which isn't much, but some of the other ones, it's two to three hundred dollars more, or one of them is almost a thousand dollars more, depending on what kind of violation you got. 
Um, but the it, bottom line is that FMCSA is jacking prices. Yep. Yep. Anywhere from $30 all the way up to $1,000 per fine. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Y'all heard that right here on Talk CDL. Talk CDL. That was Ruth Ann with that high that, voice. That was not me. <laughs> nah. Right. But since we're already discussing, um, discussing what? What do you want to do? You want to you want to talk wanna, about one of our sponsors? I, I do. I want to get the sponsor in, and then I'm going to go right over to another article. Hey, let's talk about road ready insurance. Road ready. Road ready insurance, and they're related to Nationwide Hall. They sell trailers, and of course, they're like everybody else, wanting to sell more trailers. But road ready insurance. 855-818-1735. They believe that they can beat your insurance rates right now. If you pick up the phone, call Road Ready, tell them Talk CDL said to call over there, give them your driver's license information, and these people can literally call you back and say, here's what we got for you. We could save you 5000 a year, 10000 a year, or 1000 a year. Or maybe they'll say, hey, listen, you got a good rate. We can't beat it. I don't know. You never know, know until you call. They seem like pretty straight-up people, so... Ruthanne, what's their number? Road Ready Insurance. 855-818-1735. And also call our friends over at, at Nationwide Hall. They, they're the ones that sell trailers, flatbed, reefer, dry vans. Uh, I don't know if they've got anything right now. I know trailers are short, but right now these people are experts at getting trailers. So 754-242-9955. Tell them Talk CDL sent you over. Da-dum. Da-dum. Do you have something else? I do. What do you got? Um... Along on another article of the FMCSA is actually doing something good. Okay. okay. So in the past, if a driver had diabetes mm-hmm. and he had a visual uh, problem with seeing. Because of the diabetes? Right. Okay. He couldn't drive. Done. Really? Yeah. So even if he had the pill because he had a visual problem. If you could if there I was didn't know that. if really there was didn't. limitations with your vision, you weren't allowed to drive. I know in the times past if you were on the needle doing the insulin, you couldn't drive. But if you had the pill, you could. But I didn't know there were stipulations because I know diabetes can um, affect the vision. That's mm-hmm. a very true fact. So go ahead, tell us. So according to their new agenda that they're, they're, they're putting out there, they want to make it a rule that would allow drivers who cannot meet either the current distant visual acuity or field of vision standard or both in one eye to be physically qualified to operate a commercial vehicle. Currently, these drivers are prohibited from operating in interstate commerce without an exemption exemption from FMCSA. Okay, but I did catch what you said. If they have at least one good eye, yeah, they have to have they they have to um, be able to see clearly out of the, another eye at least. You I, know, I, you know what? I don't see anything wrong with that at all. I mean, if you got a good eye, I mean, listen, there's many people that operate with one eye, one leg, one one arm, and they do a damn good job. Yeah. I mean, why why fault a man because he has one bad eye or one bad ear? Right. Doesn't make sense. So at least they're recognizing that somebody at least with one good eye is capable of doing the job as good. I mean, obviously, it sounds like they're saying he's capable just as, as a guy that has two eyes that are good. Well, a lot of times they are, you know, if, if someone has one form of a disability, their other senses kick in and they're a little bit better because they are using other areas that they're focusing a little bit more on. Well, with this, before, they couldn't drive out of the state. They're only interstate, and they had to have the exemption from the FMCSA to be able to even operate. Now they can go and operate 
well, what they're proposing is that it, they wouldn't be limited, that they would have the same uh, restrictions and capabilities that a regular driver that is not um, diabetic can, can handle. Do you know how many drivers out there that get tickets every year because on their CDL or their regular driver's license even, it says corrective lenses, and they don't use them to begin with. So there's like, I don't know how many people don't drive with their glasses on, and it makes their vision, and if we're being honest, when I used to wear glasses, I hated the damn things, and <laughs> if I took them off, I couldn't read a road sign. <laughs> it was blurry, but I, I still drove. So, I mean, I, I, I talk to people all the time that got, oh, I got, yeah, I got a ticket because I didn't have my glasses on when he pulled me over. Well, okay, well, I mean, here's people already not driving with their eyes. that They have two, two bad eyes without their glasses, and they're not driving. And you got a guy that has one good eye, and he wants to drive a track trailer. I think he should be able to. Right. I agree. Okay. If they're, if they're, if they're still able to, you know, they're not considered legally blind, you know, if they're still able to operate and they're doing a good job, why take that away from them? Absolutely. Especially I, if they're a good driver. I'm for that rule. Thank you very much for that, Ruthann. National Carriers, let's talk about them for a second. We've got them as our sponsor. They've been with us for actually several years. What a great company. They are great. And and we just announced that Johnny Acid's driving for National Carriers, and, and Johnny Acid actually really loves the company. I mean, again... You know, we'll see. He's only been there a month, and we'll we'll see what he he's liking in another six months. But Trucker Ron's been there almost four years. Yeah, Trucker Ron likes so, him a lot. So yeah. I mean, these guys really do. Like Johnny said on the show, they already said, "Hey, every promise is kept." Eight 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 three one one seven zero seven six. Company drivers, student drivers, they'll take, and they're looking even to, to take on a few trainers, especially if you're a lady out there. It's right. hard to find lady trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, National carriers. Loves to hire lady truck drivers. They like teams. They like owner operators. They do leasing. They got those beautiful T680s. And they work really great with drivers. They have so many different runs between the elite. The, the, they don't make you go to up to the northeast. If you don't want to go up to the northeast, right. you can stay you know, strictly down lower. And they got that new flex home time mm-hmm. uh, where you know they'll get you home within seven to nine days if you request it without being an emergency. Plus, they're owned by their own freight, which mm-hmm. means... No broker loads. I mean, literally zero broker loads. This zero. company's got more freight, and I guarantee you brokers would love to get their hands on that freight, but uh, National Carriers is actually owned by National Beef. Again, 888-311-7076. If you're looking for a job, pick up the phone and call them. Tell them Talk CDL sent you over there. Ruthann, you got some more stuff for us, or, or do I have to bring something up? Because I do have a couple things I want to talk well, about. Well, if you have something, I would say go ahead and get it because I'm ready for my word of the day. Oh, really? Okay. Well, no, I just, there was a couple articles that I wanted to look at. There's a uh, controversial uh, trucking lawsuit bill that is, I guess it's in Texas right now, and they're, um, they have it going through a committee and they're voting on it. But listen, this says a new law expected to protect trucking companies from lawsuits but potentially leave individual truckers exposed has advanced through committee this week. I couldn't even get that out because I was trying not to burp into, I the, heard that. into the mic. <laughs> That's weird. All right. Anyways, so it says the Senate Transportation Committee voted to advance House Bill 19 on Wednesday morning, May 12th in Texas. The bill would add limits to lawsuits involving commercial vehicles and theoretically... Lower insurance costs. But here's the catch. Its focus is on protecting large trucking companies, not protecting truckers. So, I mean, and 
you got to start somewhere. Okay. But here's, here's the deal. This is really where they're focusing on. It says supporters of the bill argue that the loose laws governing the extent of litigation against trucking companies are inspiring the massive lawsuits. As the plaintiff sees an opportunity to squeeze money out of a successful trucking company, supporters of the bill believe that lawsuits against trucking in general would decrease with the passing of this bill. Here's why. It says, um, uh, it says I'm frightened and alarmed at the commercial vehicle litigation environment in Texas, said Luan Wagner, CEO of Texas Auto Carriers in San Antonio, told the committee. We are in an industry that is being unfairly targeted by excessive and abusive litigation. People are always looking to sue trucking companies. It's just that they've been doing it forever. Mm -hmm. It says no consumer wants to litigate. It's our our last resort, said Bay Scoggin, director of Texas. Now, it says this. It says, if passed, the litigation will require trials to be split in a way similar to criminal trials in Texas. The company would have to be found negligent in a crash before the case could proceed to the second phase. Stop there for a second. And really what, what in times past before, you get bleeding heart jurors, right? And you get a, a bleeding heart judge. And whether the trucking company's at fault or not, it's like the David and Goliath thing. Oh, the poor little guy that got hit by the truck, even though he was at fault, the car. Mm-hmm. But because of the big, bad trucking company has money, let's go ahead and 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 f- find the trucking company guilty, and we're going to go ahead and, and give a big payout to these people. Yeah, I hate that. It says committee members... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, where am I at here? Uh, but It says... Um, Committee members voted to send an amended version of the House Bill 19 to the Senate floor. The differences in le- uh, legislation will need to be ironed out before final votes will be counted in both chambers. If the bill indeed signed by the governor, it will apply to lawsuits filed after September 1st. So that's that's just a it's a it's a nice little article. And and who knows if after that they get uh, the truck driver and you know. It's really not the same as the truck driver because what they're saying is there's another article in there that said um, they would, if they wanted to, uh, what's it called, a civil lawsuit, if they want to go on to that, they have, they, they won't be able to bring up any safety stats if the company was, the company now isn't proven negligent. Now, the truck driver, and truck drivers really got to be careful because truck drivers actually can could be sued on top of a trucking company in some some mm-hmm. instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if it's the driver's fault and not the company's fault, right. if his equipment was working perfectly fine but he was negligent, he could be at fault for all of that. Right. Even though the company, because the company is their is their employer, is going to pay out on a negligent driver, but drivers also can be sued on top of that. They, mm-hmm. A lot of them have been, and they, mm-hmm. they people don't realize that. They think... That it's all the company, and that's not always the company. No, it's not. No. Okay. So moving on, do you have something for? What do you got? The word of the day? Is I that do. What you got for us? Yeah. Oh wait, look, I got one more thing I want to talk about. Okay. Just one more thing. Okay. Uh, listen to this. This is an article I read in Truck Truck News. The other article was from CDL Life, by the way. This this says the journey to zero emissions transport won't be fast or easy. Listen to this. Now this is. 
the country wanting to get on the bandwagon of electric vehicles. Okay. And they, I think in California, there's like certain vehicles like class seven and class eight trucks. They want them to be zero emissions by like 2033. And we, we, we did an article on this. I don't remember. Was it last year or whatever? And there's, it's, it's actually impossible for that many trucks to be, to be flipped over to electronic, but in right. the state the, of California, the cost was going to be really high too, if I remember correctly. The cost, and it all. everything, but the state of California is saying they want their state to be zero emissions for vehicles. By like, let them factories keep pumping it out. Sorry. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm, that's the whole <laughs> point. And my question is, when are you going to get a jetliner that doesn't have you know emissions and all that other crap? It's like, how stupid is that to to really make that kind of a rule? In, in in trucking, here's the other thing: trucking companies, nope, nobody has like a longevity um, test grade yet. It's, you know what I mean? Like nobody can say, "Well, we have a fleet of a hundred electric trucks, and they get 500 miles a day. The batteries hold up, and it's a very, very good thing for us, right?" Nobody, there's no test company to do that. And you know, I'll tell you, the oil industry's got to be fighting this also. But it's like. Yes, it would be a good thing if you can make a truck go that many miles and keep the cost down and and have zero emissions. I, I agree that it would be, but at the same time, zero emissions in California. Can you imagine being somebody who collected Camaros and Corvettes and muscle car? Do you know how many muscle car owners are in California that are like probably getting ready to move the hell out of California because? You're telling me zero emissions? I can't even start up my old car and drive it around? Mm-hmm. What are you are you going to take out all the gas stations? Or is is California going to have no gas stations and no diesel stations after 2035? I don't know. I mean because it's it's just like when the cell phone came, guess what? When it, you you don't see anymore hardly ever is pay phones. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying you don't see them in an airport or in different places, right. but at one time we used to see pay phones on every corner, sometimes right. 3 4 of them. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that if California gets to zero emissions by 2035, you're not going to be able to find a damn gas pump. So if you own a Camaro or an old muscle car or a lawnmower, I mean, if, if it's zero emissions and you don't get switched over, you're screwed in that state. You might actually have to push, you know, the old fi- old fashioned rotary one where it's just the blades or yeah. the snippers. The one, the old <laughs> round ones. <laughs> Because yep. young people go, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, but that's that's. I just thought I'd mention that that this this this. And elect- this is if if California stays on the continent, because you know how you know they say it's gonna break off. Oh, you're thinking about the big earthquake coming? You never know. Yeah, you never know. You never and, know. and if if they don't sink and they float out there, they're gonna need zero emissions anyways, because like everything's gonna be cut off. So, good luck to you guys out in Cali. I'm I'm saluting you. I see that you are saluting, but you're using your left hand. That's because... Oh, it's Cali. Okay. They're lefties. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're not political on this show. What's the word of the day? Word of the day. Word of the day. All right. What do you got? And listen, we love people in California, too. We don't hate everybody. I'm just saying, just the goofballs that are pushing these stupid And rules. they could be anywhere. Yeah, we don't really care what state you're in. The bottom line is, Toxideal's got a lot of a lot of listeners in California, and, you know, the bottom line is I would be guaranteeing you that the people in California are probably thinking the same thing. What's going to happen, man, when we don't have gas out here? All right. Word of the day. Word of the day. <laughs> it did it again. Hey, I have it on there. I don't know why. There. Let's try it again.
Egress. 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 E G R E S. Egress. Yeah, you spelled it right. Egress. Yeah. Because I have um, autocorrect, I'm getting better at spelling. So egress, E-G-R-E-S-S. It's Latin from mid-16th century. Mm -hmm. It is the action of going out of or leaving a place, a way out. Basically, when you exit a place, you are egressing. Really? Let's go egress. So, like, if you want someone to leave, you can say, listen. It's time to egress. You need to egress out of here. Time to egress. The door was propped open for easy egress. Before the lights dimmed, the ushers pointed out points of egress to moviegoers. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Egress. Egress. Ruth Ann, I think we are, like, out of here today. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.